Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. And today, it's kind of exciting. Uh, I've got Eli Halpern. He uh, describes himself as a comedian, rapper, ninja entrepreneur who started goldencricket.com. And I don't know if you know much about that. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to have a conversation about Eli's climb and and journey in the entrepreneurial space. And we'll look at where his struggles or maybe his decision points uh, became leadership leadership lessons. Um, he And that way we can all learn from them. He really is a comedian. He really is an, a rapper uh, with, uh, you know, two major pieces out on Spotify. Three, he's holding up three fingers. Um, or maybe that was two plus an extra one just for me. I don't know. And then uh, Ninja, he's a serious martial artist. And yes, he's a, an entrepreneur. I'm not going to explain anymore. Eli Halpern. Eli, welcome to One Sharp Sword. Hey, Dr. P, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. I prefer so, the term entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. That's awesome. I like it. Then, then. Uh, what comedy rapper i don't have a good pun for that yet okay all right um so (laughs) what came first my guess is that you were doing comedy as a kid and figured out that you could actually just do stand up at some point Um, yeah that's your your assumption is correct okay Um, a lot of times I, I, i realized that comedy actually had a great place in business because making a joke as part of the pitch is actually a great hook. It's true. And if you get someone laughing, you know, like everyone, it's all about keeping attention when you're selling and having a, an offer they can't refuse. But no one ever mentions that if, if you can make people laugh, they'll, they'll like you. I think that might be a little less noted. I mean, we all kind of know that, but that's never part of any strategic business plan. Well, I so, think, yeah, I think laughter, uh, laughter does equal likability in many ways, as long as they're not laughing at you. If you're saying, you know, come with me instead of being the clown, you know, like, Oh, you're funny versus, wow, that's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, laughter equals likability because uh, there's intellect in humor. Yeah, it kind of, there's like a, a commonality. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about what actually is funny, and I haven't really come to a conclusion, but there's there's some type of unspoken connection there. Like, well, you have two things that are very similar, and, and you make a, a connection with them in your mind. And I, I think that's where comedy comes into play. It's often, um, it's often the... Uh it's in some ways like magic where you are violating expectancy, right? So you're telling a story and you expect it to go down a certain path. And in comedy, there's sort of this twist and it's like, what, how did, like, I didn't expect to hear that. So 
Tell me as a kid, like you're in Texas now. Did you grow up in Texas? I grew up in California okay. and I was, I was like a class clown. So yeah, I, comedy was already part of me. I think as long as I can imagine, I always wanted to do something in the entertainment industry to whether it be, I think initially I wanted to be an actor and then it it didn't take too long till I realized that that, that whole scene was uh pretty terrible because <laughs> the actors actors job is to just be fake. I mean, that's what acting is. Right. I guess I just wanted to be in movies, but comedians are all about authenticity. And I mean, hypothetically you could fake an entire act, but that's a lot of, that's a lot to ask to fake like 10 years of open mics on without getting paid for it. So I think comedy breeds more authenticity than, than acting does. And I was a musician to an extent. I played drums and a little guitar, which I didn't really hone in on until the last couple of years. And now, as you can see, I'm recording from my music studio, play a decent amount of music. That's awesome. So you you grew up in California. You were sort of class clowny. Um, my experience with that is that it it's a in some ways a survival mechanism for a family. Family stuff going on. It allows you to distract. Um, did I mention my background's in psych? Um, so and then and then you take that, and the good news is you leverage it. Right, you leveraged it into um, becoming more real versus putting up barriers. A lot of people will use comedy to create this barrier versus um, here's the reality. And and you do observational humor, I'm assuming. Ah, <clears throat> uh, I, I don't know how I would explain it. I've had other people just say it's offensive. <laughs> Uh, a lot of a lot of drugs and suicide jokes. <laughs> okay. I I don't right. know why that's the stuff that I think is funny, but when I when I try mm. writing elsewhere, maybe I'm I'm 60 days sober right now, so we'll see how that unfolds into the the comedy journey cuz I can't keep talking about drugs for that long. True. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Um you know, um there's an old joke that goes, you know, I don't, I don't drink anymore. Of course, I don't drink any less. But anyway, um, ta-da. all right. So, <laughs> I like how you're waiting for the response. I know, like, um, it's so. Are you're still doing stand up? Yeah, in in Austin. Yeah. Cool. And um, were you ever at the were you ever at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach? Did you do no, that? No, I've never been there. Improv? Yeah, I I performed at the Improv. I think once or twice. Okay, just just curious. I'm uh, I grew up in Southern California, so I know some of the spots. Um, cool. yeah, I started out in Los Angeles. I was there for like four years. I've I've done most of the spots in L.A. Um, but then I, uh, when COVID happened, I 
kind of had a a glimpse into the future and a sudden realization. And I was like, I need to get out of California. And then my plan was I'm going to move to Austin. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to get a self-driving car and I'll be in at the ground floor of comedy when Rogan eventually opens his club and then become a ninja. And then I'll start a business. And I've done all of those things now. That's awesome. So the vision has unfolded perfectly. So I think that's something we can talk about too, is, you know, how did we, how, how does any success happen? And, you know, for you, you had a plan and you wanted to, you wanted to like have three, four, five things happen and step by step by step you're there, which is, you know, when you, when you were very specific, you can make things happen. So um, congratulations on that. That's awesome. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, I mean, you, you're the comedy rapper, ninja entrepreneur. So let's talk a little bit about each of those categories. We've touched on the comedy. Um, you're still doing some stand up, and you're still doing some writing as your <laughs> sobriety continues, your writing's going to change. Um, what about your rap? Oh man, I, I go by the name Brody Lowballer on Spotify. I don't recommend most people listen to it because it's ridiculous, but I have a lot of fun doing it. And there's like a whole self-validating circuit that gets expressed there because I can I can be completely alone in this room right here and I'll just put on a beat and I'll just start freestyling. I'll say some stuff that makes me laugh. I'll write it down. And then I'll just keep going. I'll piece these all together. And then I'll just record some crazy lyrical uh, masterpiece slash uh, act of terrorism. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I'll just be playing so, it while I drive around and laughing hysterically. And so, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting and great feeling to just be able to make myself laugh and be fully entertained with nothing more than myself. I mean, that's the, that sounds like the key to your life right now is, you know, I, I happen to be a fan of the absurd. So I look for, for just things that make other people mad. I look for those things out in the world, you know, traffic and, and such. And it's like, you look at the, the faces of some of the people that are in traffic and it's like, that's kind of absurd. And so, you know, driving around and, and making yourself laugh, I think is kind of, that's great. That's a, it's, you know, you're living a life of humor, of joy, um, and nobody else is harmed in the process. I think that's kind of cool. So <laughs> Brody, <laughs> it's Brody Lowballer. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a play on Jody High Roller. I will, I will I will have to look it up. It was my my friend gave me the name and I was like, I can't do that. That's someone else's name. That's hacky. That's like stealing someone else's joke. And then he was like, trust me. And then I was like, all right. And I don't know how I feel about it, but the music's there. It's the new album is there's a few songs on there that are that are hilarious. Okay. That's awesome. And then um are you fighting? For real, like I know you're training 
like yeah i just i just won a muay thai competition or i won a muay thai fight last week in in houston wow so that was a lot of fun i'm training like two three hours a day now that i got that under my belt i'm gonna focus more on grappling and jujitsu competitions and then uh eventually i'll do mma fights okay which is what's your goal. goal what's your goal with that Uh, My goal with everything is just to see how far I can push it. I don't really have an end goal for anything I do, really. I just want to do the best that I can do every day for as long as possible and just see how far that goes. What causes you to pivot like for as long as possible? And then how do you know that it's no longer possible? Well, I haven't hit that point yet. I was hoping all all of the things, all of the things I am working on are things I have always wanted to do. Like I've only been, I've only been serious about music and martial arts for the last, like less than three years. So, which is weird because it feels like, you know, this is what I've been doing every single day for years. So it feels like this is who I am, but I've also had like a long life before that where I wasn't as goal oriented. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you get goal oriented. So let's talk your biz. Let's talk the golden cricket. Cause that's kind of cool. Did you have another biz before you, you did the cricket bar thing? Yeah. I've, I've had a number of businesses. I started, I got my foot into e-commerce when I was like 12 years old, when I found out, eBay was a website and then immediately I made an account and started selling stuff. And, awesome. and then I, I did Amazon FBA and I had a, a white labeling protein in uh, in college business for a little bit. So I'm no stranger to e-commerce, but this is the first time I just created a product and a brand from scratch because the white labeling stuff, that's good if you want to make money, I already proved to myself that I knew how to make money. Now I want to prove to myself that I can beat the odds, create a market and sell something that half the world is going to be like, I'm not eating that. I like challenges and also crickets are the worst thing you can have at a comedy show. So I figure we kill them all and eat them. That's funny. That's yeah, there's layers to this. And the the protein is, is good quality protein for martial artists. So I, everything I'm doing kind of blends into each other in, in some small way or another. That's great. Well, okay. So, uh, you know, I had the advantage of doing some research. Other people don't know what you're selling. Uh, the Golden Cricket is a high protein, 19 grams of protein per bar, 240 calories. The sugar comes from dates. It's gluten-free. Yeah, it's, it's lactose-free. What else? I'm selling it here for you. What yeah, it's a, it's a peanut butter, chocolate, banana, date-sweetened cricket protein bar. That's cool. And it comes in a shiny gold bar. Here's the box. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a natural prebiotic. There's no dairy, no wheat, vitamin B12, iron and potassium, omega-3 and 6. So who is your scientist or did you just go, you know what? I know protein's good for you and 
I'm a, I'm a fighter. I want to create something that I would eat. Like, how did you get to crickets? How did you like talk about that process a little bit? Cause that's, that's something so that was, everybody's in. Right. Yeah. When I was about 22, I started traveling the world solo and I went to Thailand. I ate a scorpion and it was actually delicious. So I ended up doing some research and it turns out that insects are extremely nutritious and very sustainable. And so it just became like a belief that I held that people should eat bugs, but I never really did anything with it. I was just, I just kind of kept that in the back of my mind. I know a lot of weird facts. So this was just another one of them that insects are actually really healthy. And I don't know. It just, there was just a point, uh, one day when it all just kind of hit me because I knew I wanted to start a business and I wasn't sure what, and I was like, well, if I create a cricket protein bar and then the name golden cricket happened pretty soon after that. And then I had this whole vision of uh, the logo. It's a pretty powerful logo and, and font and color, yeah. color scheme. So I just had this vision of like shiny gold bars. They're at a gas station. People are going to be like, what is this? Huh? Crickets. Weird. I'll try it. It's actually delicious. And I can sponsor my martial arts team with it. I sponsor comedy shows with it. And so I'm putting money back into my community with my company and sponsoring the things that I'm passionate about. And it's just... It just feels like the the perfect company I could have started. It's awesome. How long has it been going? Uh, about a year. Okay. We got we hit the ground running. We started really fast. Something I've noticed about business is that most most people are very slow at doing their jobs. Which mm. I guess if I was working someone else, I would be too. But the the business world operates very very slow. Everything takes months and everything takes so long and and me i i as soon as i think of something that i have to do i do it immediately i don't care if i'm driving i got a self-driving car so that i can work even more <laughs> it's you're not supposed to do that but i don't care i got shit to do <laughs> so we we got pretty far along within within a few months we had the whole website up and running and had ads going and we're in a bunch of stores. And most people were pretty impressed with the progress we'd made. And that's impressive. How'd you get into stores? Just curious. Like, were you knocking on doors? Did you yeah. know people? Our, our whole approach has been like guerrilla marketing, just posting up on the side of the road with a table, just going up to stores, mom and pop ones, because the corporate ones are harder to get into. You got to go through paperwork and stuff. Yeah. Cool. So we, we still have a long ways to go, but we're, we're here. People know about us. What's your goal for the company? Uh, to, to make a living. Okay. That's, that's really it. If I'm able to pay all my bills with it, then I'll be able to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, the more money I make, the more money that's going to go into uh, sponsoring like fighters, comedians, uh, other people's podcasts, whatever comes up, 
just being able to put money in the pockets of people around me and in my community here in Austin. So it's a, it's a philanthropic move. Uh, you're making me sound like uh, nicer than I would describe myself, but I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah. I, I already have everything I need, so I don't have any lofty personal goals monetarily. Like I don't, I don't want a nice car or maybe a slightly bigger house, but it would be nice to have some more instruments in here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times when people think about goals, it's about get. And sometimes, you know, thinking about goals, it's about give, it's about build. It's about lift while you lead. You know, it's, I mean, that's the, that's the message I put out there. You know, it's like, that's great that you're succeeding. What are you doing to bring people with you? And Eli, it sounds like that's just part of who you are, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I actually, someone called me today and said that, that uh, simply by me existing, that I am inspiring them to do better. So, I, and I, I get that kind of stuff a lot, which is, which is weird because I used to be like an alcoholic and stuff. So, it's only been a couple months since I've been sober, but I've I've been uh I've been really on my grind for like several years now. Yeah. And no plan to turn back because I'm only getting older. But it's that, uh that happens. It's <laughs> it's it's cool to have people say that I'm inspiring them. Yeah. Cause I never really thought of that until recently. Cause I was always just like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I, I always thought about it in more of a selfish way that I just want to do what makes me happy. And I don't care what anyone else is doing. And that mindset kind of led me to be around a bunch of other people who feel the same way. And now we just lift each other up and support each other. And I've realized it's not about me. It's about we it's about all my people coming up together and focusing on my personal success is essentially going to end up stressing me out and causing me to beat myself up that I'm not doing good enough. And if I can just focus on the fact that I'm, I get to train every day. I get to do comedy. I eat well. My bed is comfortable. I have food in my fridge and I have people telling me that I make their lives better then whatever whatever positivity I have my goal set on is going to come. It's a huge lesson, right? It's, you know, it's like you keep focused on, on the things that you're after, you're going to get them. Um, and, and for you, it's like, well, of course I'm going to get them. And that's the belief. And that is, you know, most people will, will encounter doubt and slow down and you encounter doubt and go, Oh, hell no. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. You, doubt. Well, no, that's not entirely true. I would okay. like to, I'd like to pretend I'm as confident as people think I am. But just for your listeners out there, I, I think about giving up all the time. Like, not, not every day, but every week, every week. I'm, there was, so there was about, I, I went on like a 53 day run of just doing everything. And then on day 54, I I didn't get out of bed for a whole day. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to try to succeed at comedy or business or music, any, nothing. I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay here and sleep. And for that day, I completely gave up. 
But then the next day I got back after it. And so it's a lot of the motivational people online say the, their whole focus is don't give up, never give up. I say give up, but not for that long. Just give up really quick, make it a quick give up and then get back to it. Cause yeah, I mean, never giving is- up, never giving up is crazy. You, it's not possible. You have to take time off. And that's right. You have to take time off. And that's a lot of people don't do that. Um, and that is part of success. Actually, but not that much, because I, I felt guilty as hell after that, too. Even that even still, I'm still not happy that I did that. I needed it. I slept most of the day because I've been training like two, three hours a day, staying up till 1 a.m. doing comedy. And then I'd sleep like only five or six hours. So I definitely needed that. But it's still the the guilt of just not doing anything because every every day that I waste or or like if I waste several hours just scrolling on my phone or something, I'll I'll be like, I'm wasting this precious time that I have with this avatar. I've been blessed with a, with a pretty good avatar. You know, I'm, I'm tall and decent looking and white, which helps in today's market. And I'm just trying to maximize my human potential in every regard. So especially when I'm, I'm still relatively young and I feel young as hell. I mean, I'm 30 and people are like, how, how does it feel being 30 when I, when I turned 30 and a few months ago? And I was like, honestly, I'm surprised I'm not 60. The amount of life I've experienced, I, I feel way older than 30. Yeah, I uh I mean there are a couple of things that that I just want to interject here. One, uh your body is telling you take some time, slow down, relax, uh rejuvenate more than anything. Like you do need rest. If you're pushing your body that hard, if you're pushing your mind that hard, the sleep is there for a reason. So, um uh the other thing, you know, is to actually plan those days. And and you know, plan it by getting outside, plan it by if, if you say today is the day that I'm just going to pick up my phone and scroll through all the funny videos. And that's all I'm doing. You are planning a day of just checking out, which allows your brain to reset and actually become more creative. So, um, you know, feeling guilty is the thing you could feel guilty about. You could feel guilty about feeling guilty because that is a loop that doesn't serve you at all. Uh, planning days off that will serve you, right? So you know, put that in your calendar. Today's a today's an f off day. It's awesome, good, right? Allow that. Just allow that. Yeah, dude, I love that. Those those are two gems right there. I will <laughs> I will hold on to those for sure. Okay, <laughs> planning it because yeah, because I didn't plan that. I didn't. It was an accident. So you, it, and the good news is you listened to your body before it gave out, right? It was like, I just don't feel like doing anything today. Awesome. Good for you for choosing to listen to your body. Because otherwise, I mean, that's where sickness comes from. That's where depression comes from. Um, you know, and it's like, and you could have turned back to old habits too. And and you know, it's like, just plan your days off. I actually, I actually recommend that for high-level executives. I recommend it for, for couples. And I recommend it for individuals like you. You're on the go. Like you are an executive. You own your own company. Um, and you're doing not just one thing, but you have three different, three or four different avenues that demand go all the time. Definitely. Put in a three-day weekend or a three-day in the middle of the week. Like, these are my three days. I'm just doing nothing. Um, 
I take free days in my week. I have a day a week that is like, there's no work. I will read a book. I will catch up on Netflix. I will go for a walk, like massages, free day, no work. Yeah, I guess every religion has a God that took the day of rest. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't going to go to the religious place. I'm just like productivity as well. You know, just like take some time for you. It's awesome. You are listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. What do you love doing? What's like your favorite absolute like... You know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, today I'm working on this and I can't wait. What's your favorite thing? Probably, I mean, what what we've been talking about, man, like just martial arts, comedy, and, and making music and hanging out with my friends. Um, the hanging out with the friends part, though, that's probably my favorite, but I can't do that unless I've done the other things. Because then I feel like I'm just slacking off and having fun when I haven't deserved it. So, so, all right. So Eli, what makes you feel like, what, what drives you? Because there are a lot of people out there that are like, you know, I don't want a traditional anything. I am just gonna, just gonna slack and hang out with my friends. That's all the, that's all I want. And you're like, I'm going to earn hanging out with my friends. I don't deserve it until I've earned it. That's, there's like a moral compass in you. Where'd that come from? What drives you? Well, that has to do with sobriety because if I am, if I was drinking, which I quit drinking about three years ago as well. So if I was drinking, I could be partying all the time. And that would, I would feel terrible for that for every obvious reason. But with the sobriety, I have had to. Number one, about listening to your body, I, I completely focus on my body and physical health. That is the number one thing. And that's when I wake up in the morning, I'm, I go and I train and I train as much as possible because I wake up instinctually within a negative mindset. And then I have to go fight off those demons in the gym. And then I sauna and ice bath. And once I get done with that, I'm, my mindset is adjusted and ready for the rest of the day. And then you know, I'll, I'll do some stuff like this or going in and working on ads for the business, sending out emails, have some good meals, uh, maybe do comedy, maybe play some music. And then after, after I've done all that, I, I am proud of who I am for that day. Cause every day kind of starts new. I don't really think too much about what happened yesterday. That's I, great. when I, I won that Muay Thai fight, <laughs> 
That felt amazing. The next day I woke up, went to do jujitsu, got smashed completely for like an hour. And I kind of forgot that it happened. Yeah. So I don't hang on to bad shit. I don't hang on to good shit every day. It's just, I just focus entirely on now. And once I've completed all those things in a day, then at the end of that day, I can feel proud of myself. And then when I'm around people, I bring that like inner pride out just naturally and, and people are more drawn to it. And as opposed to having the, the, the artificial of drugs or alcohol. Yeah. So I think what the answer to your question is knowing that it's, it's a, there's a competitive nature, knowing that there's other people out there doing way better than me. And like, I have to be having a really good time out to not feel guilty about it. If I haven't done the checklist. Okay. You're, you know, I I don't know how much, uh, kind of leadership stuff you read or how much, um, you know, kind of motivational stuff you read. It's, it's naturally coming out of you. You know, um, there's a guy named Tim Grover that wrote a book about being relentless and talked about, you know, he was one of the coaches for Michael Jordan and was like, you know, yeah, you won a championship yesterday. Now you have to do better. Like that was yesterday. Next, like, let's get back in your game. Let's get back on your game. And that yesterday, you know, you said every day starts anew. It's like, that's awesome. That's like, that's innate wisdom that you have somehow. So, um, well, I've, I've listened to some motivational speakers and stuff, but yeah, for the, for the most part, when, when I started listening to a lot of these guys, um, like Alex Hormozy is one I, I just started listening to within the last like week or two. And he's like a guy that makes like a hundred million dollars a year or something crazy and talks about sales and um, just uh, having like a billionaire mindset and stuff. And he's saying all the stuff that I've been saying for years. So that's, that's very reassuring to know that I have the same mindset as these successful people. You do. But, but I, I really came to the, the same, I arrived at the same conclusion kind of independently. Which is cool. And, you know, and I, I will, I will admit this much. If, if I had narrowed down and just focused on my business, it, I would be monumentally more successful. And I, I do have a tendency to spread myself rather thin between focusing on all these different things, but I don't define success through how much money my business is making. I define success by how many different things I'm doing. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people do. I like the fact that I can say that I do all these different things that are random and have nothing to do with each other. That makes me feel uh, good about myself. Whereas if, you know, some people would be like, well, if you just made the sacrifice now, you could do it later. Well, yeah, but like, I really like how things are going now. I don't yeah. want to change it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, I the uh, book behind me called The Significance Factor is about how do you define success? How do you personally define success? And very often success is defined by what we get how much we have and what other people see that we have 
versus how we individually define success. And then the significance part is how many lives are we touching? With that success, how many lives are we touching? And you know, you're getting better physically and mentally in the in the gym um, at the dojo. You're getting uh, you're staying sharp on stage as a comedian. Um, observational skills are are required, both reflective and external. As a musician, there's um, multiple mental faculties at work. So it's like there's this and creative faculties. So by the way, that all requires sleep. Um, just a little nudge. Um, but you've got it all going on. And I know, I know some people would say, yeah, but focus in and get your niche. And other people are exactly like you, which is, you know, I mean, you look at Richard Branson, how many hundreds of companies does he own? You know, did he niche down? Um yeah, and then he branched way out. So it's like good for you that's all i'm saying is good for you that was a long way that was a long way of me you know waving a <laughs> throwing you a parade basically eli so there you go well thanks and uh <laughs> if anyone listening thinks that i just have this undefeatable sense of confidence i just want to reassure people that even though my life has gone exceptionally well so far I still constantly worry that I'm going to lose it all. And I, I got to, you know, the the checklist is I just go yeah. back to that to make sure I don't worry about that. But that's always in the back because it's possible. Anything's possible. It is. It, it is. And the law of rhythm says that you will have losses. Will you lose it all? Probably not. But here's another question. And it's a, it's kind of a coaching question. You know, it's, uh, I've asked this of, of one of my high-level clients, and that's this, more than one, actually. If, just if, you lost absolutely everything, right? The house, the the music, the the uh, even temporarily your voice, like, you know. I got $100,000 in credit cards, and there's a whole world open up for $10,000 a year to live off of. So I'd have 10 years of runway in another country. So I've thought so about this. That answers the question. Like, if if you lost worst case scenario, not that bad, right? So if you lost everything, and that's the whole point that I'm trying to make for the rest of the audience is that if you lose everything that you know, you've got yourself to rely on, and you believe in yourself enough that you'll build it back. You'll get through. Yeah, yeah. I actually. I went to Thailand for a few months. Uh, that's what kickstarted the sobriety thing. And that was because I was stressing a lot about losing everything and failing. And part of the part of my intention to go over to Thailand was to mentally put myself in the place as if I had lost everything. And I would never see my friends or home again or dog or I, I went really dramatic with it because that's what I. I operate on such a high level. I have to manipulate myself into, <laughs> into seeing different versions of reality, but people call me crazy, but it worked. So I basically just went out there. I didn't know anyone. It's called and, method acting, by the way. So you got into the role of what if I lost everything and you, you put yourself in that place. Good for you. Like <laughs> basically 
the realization I had was that as long as I am me, I'll be fine no matter where I go. And it's because of these skills that I've built because like I was playing music on stage over there and I was doing Muay Thai over there. And, you know, I was able to, I, I did some comedy over there. So because of these skills that I've built, I am able to bring those with me anywhere in the world. So past the, the part of using skills to build your business, just using these skills to build yourself as a person and being able to give people what they want, like further than products. Like if you can entertain people and, and you lose everything, you can go play guitar to an audience in Bali. It's basically the, the end point of what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing is that each individual, any, any single audience member who's listening to this or watching this can get that lesson that it's not like they have to mimic you. They don't have to learn a, an instrument or learn martial arts. I'm going to repeat back something you said, because I don't know if you know how brilliant it was. So this is, this is exactly what you said. You ready? As long as I'm me, I'll be fine anywhere I go. That's like, that's if like, that's the mic drop piece, because I think if each of us can repeat that to ourselves, as long as I'm me, I'll be fine anywhere I go. That's that could be the t-shirt, you know, that's like, put that on a coffee mug on the wall on, you know, it's like, that's, that is the truth. And that's where you don't lose faith in yourself. That's where you go. I have faith in myself. Sure. I have doubts. Sure. There are obstacles. Sure. There are speed bumps. Sure. There are, you know, horrible people in the world that are going to try and stop me. But you know what, as long as I'm me, I'll be fine anywhere in the world. It's a great quote. It's a great quote. Well, thank you. I would like to specify, though, I meant me now, not me like 10 years ago. Be I, don't, I, don't, I don't think everyone should just think that way about themselves, regardless of who they are. I think you need to put in the work and you need to become That's, someone who you can say that about yourself. That is, that is the point. You know, it, it, recognize that the you of today is still putting in work. Right. And the, and the, you know, the you of 10 years ago was putting in a different kind of work and you might've been uh, drunk or beaten up or whatever. Um, there was still a level of being fine. Um, and, and I don't mean the AA version of fine, which, you know, the, they have their, it's like effed up insecure, neurotic and egocentric F I N E. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, what what I mean is what I mean a couple is, chips. <laughs> I just went sober so I could get the free chips. Very good. Awesome. Um I just think that it's really important that at any level to recognize you're still working on yourself, you know, and that you're gonna be fine at any level as long as you keep working on yourself. You know, there's no stopping. One of the things that I say is. Um, I talk about being happily dissatisfied or joyfully dissatisfied that if you stop my life right now, if you look around, I have a pretty good life. Like I feel good about me, right? I feel good about myself, where I am, all that stuff. And to recognize that time doesn't stop. 
in which case, yeah, I'm happy. I'm joyful. Um, and I'm also dissatisfied because I know there's more. And so there is a drive for, well, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? How many lives can I touch? How do I serve more greatly? That's me. That's what drives me. And what drives you is just this sort of kind of joyful creativity is what it seems like, which is awesome. Yeah, it goes back as long as I can remember too. I, it started off as more of an existential crisis. It always where does. Just, <laughs> where I would just look around at the, at the schoolyard and people playing handball. And I would just think to myself, like, where the hell are we? How does anyone, everyone's just not questioning. Like, there's buildings in the middle of this forest. And there's a forest. Like, these plants absorb light to grow. What is what is light? What is this? What does this mean? What are we doing? Like, I was, like, very young thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what inspired like the alcoholism. That that's kind of what inspired the alcoholism is the I don't want to think about the universe. It's was just freaking me out all the time. Yeah. And then I got into psychedelics and then explored all this crazy stuff. And then I was like, oh, I get it now. I understand the whole universe. And now I'm just like, I reached the same conclusion I could have reached by just being like, oh, you know, just live in the moment. I have like I've reached the same state of mind that like a a simpler person that i would have envied is probably at where it's just like oh i just don't think about that stuff i don't worry about it i mean i still have the knowledge of the things that i've learned but now i just i that i just focus on what you were saying right now i've got money in my pockets i'm healthy my stomach is full the sun's out i'm in my house that i own and just just really just focusing on right now because now is that all that now is all that matters now and is all that matters it's true so if you if if you were to mentor somebody who you know who's like oh my gosh Eli you've got you've got your own house you've got money in your pockets you know you're so lucky and it's like well it's not exactly about luck you know what if you were to mentor somebody, what would be the like top two or three things you'd tell them to be focusing on? I would say learn martial arts. There's an element of, well, it really depends on the person too. So I guess I would just be talking to a younger version of myself in this example. Yeah. yeah. So in the younger, what would you tell the younger version of you? But I, I think most men just want to be respected and have some element of, high status in in society and i think that starts with being physically strong and having uh, interpersonal skills being able to communicate with people so i would i would encourage them to talk to strangers a lot and just have little conversations and small talk here and there and just sharpen their their skills in that regard and uh third Figure out how to get money and keep getting money and don't worry about anything else until you get money because these other skills that I picked up were, I mean, yes, they're, they were, they're started in my childhood, but it, it was because of the fact that I had enough money saved up that I didn't have to make that my primary focus that I was able to branch off and build other skills. Do you, it's a personal question. Do you feel like you have self-respect at this point? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Right. So um, the reason I asked that is that you said uh, just a few minutes ago, um, you know, most people, men especially, you know, from from your perspective, want to feel respected. I believe that's true of everybody. Uh, uh, men, women, non-binary, like there's there's a desire to feel respected. And I believe that starts with self-respect. And And so when you're saying learn martial arts, it's a great place to learn it. It's a great place to get self-respect is like you begin to respect your training partners. You begin to respect uh, your limits and you also learn what limits you can break through, which gives you greater self-respect. So, um, you know, that's a, a, I'm with you on learning martial arts. I think that's a, it's an amazing place to, to kind of be sharpen, sharpen your interpersonal skills, talk to strangers. I love that. Um, it's kind of like, I get to do that on the podcast all the time. I get to meet new people and I never know where the conversation is going to go. So it's great. It's kind of fun. Yeah. We're friends now. Yeah. If I, if I, if I was just weird and quiet, then this podcast would have taken a dive and you've been like, I don't know if I'm going to post that really cover anything. Exactly. So yeah, I just travel too. I'll, I'll put that in there. That's a great one. Make money, travel, talk to strangers while you travel. Travel is so important because especially Americans, we are so, we are so uh, geo and ethnocentric, you know, America. It's like, well, yes. And when you travel to somewhere else, it's, it's their place. Learn about them. Um, <laughs> right? It's like, don't try and bring your culture to them, like learn what you learn, the place that you're in. It's, it's kind of an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with the locals. Don't hang out yeah. with the, the people at the hotel. Or hostel. Exactly. Exactly. When you went to Thailand, you weren't looking for a McDonald's. It's sort of like, no, let me enjoy what's here. Right. It's like, that's awesome. Unless you need Wi-Fi. I call that the Mick embassy. If you're, if you're, if you're abroad, if you're abroad, you need Wi-Fi. you need to charge your phone. McDonald's is good for that. Okay. All right. See, that's called being resourceful. Very good. That's awesome. All right. Well, I don't think either one of us knew where this conversation was going to head and um, it could have gone in multiple different directions. It was a, uh, it, it was fast and we spent a good amount of time together. So is there anything you were hoping we would cover that we haven't covered yet? I don't know. I mean, I, I have a whole bunch to say about consciousness in the universe and psychedelics, but I'm trying not to think about that stuff. So I'm glad we didn't get into that. Okay. Because <laughs> it's a it's a can of worms for me. It would be a it would be a, another uh podcast and probably very interesting. Um read some of Leary's work. I, oh, yeah. Leary's work. yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a little older than you and I've I've seen some things. I've got I've got a few decades on you. So yeah, so I've seen some things. Um, cool. That's awesome. I want to plug your cricket bar one more time. So uh goldencricket.com. I think that's cool. I think yeah, also if you want to hear from me personally, I, I talk a lot about my personal journey and my views and stuff on my Instagram at cricket lord MMA. Cricket Lord MMA. That'll be in the show notes. <laughs> and uh golden cricket instagram is at golden cricket inc we post our ads on there and they're pretty funny we get some comedians that there's a good chance you've seen them on somewhere before okay and it's i'm sorry at golden cricket dot uh at golden cricket or at I, inc golden cricket inc 
on Instagram. And then the website is goldencricket.com. And we could actually hook you up with a promo code right now. So anyone listening to this podcast, they go to a certain place and you plug in slash one sharp sword as at the end. And what do we yeah, get? Go to, we go get? to goldencricket.com and type in one sharp sword lowercase for 15% off. 15% off. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm making it right now. Thank you. Right here on the on our podcast, you're making it right here. <laughs> like I said, if you got something to do, do it now. Right? It happens. That's awesome. So you're you're looking down and doing that. I'm looking down and taking notes. This is awesome. Very good. Is that the psychologist Eli in you taking Holton. notes? <laughs> well, the so the psychologist in me allows me to take notes at about a two sentence delay so that I can continue talking and take notes about something you've just said. It's a weird skill to have. Um, and it's also how I was able to get the quote exactly from you. As long as I'm me, I'll be fine anywhere I go. <laughs> Love that. Uh, all right. With that, Eli Halpern, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on One Sharp Sword. Thanks for having me. I had a good time. Very good. All righty. This is One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. My guest today, Eli Halpern, goldencricket.com, Golden Cricket Inc., uh, Cricket oh, yeah. Lord MMA. Go ahead. Also, Eli Halpern on YouTube. I'm like 30 away from being monetized. Oh, good Go for subscribe you. Subscribe to me there. All right. We'll find you there too. Fantastic. Fantastic. This is One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach, and I will see you again here next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Breakthrough Success Coach and your Powerful Presence Mentor.